Buddies, I am your new DM for this arc, Ryan. Who let you in here? Get out of I here! Was, I was invited. Actually. He beat us up. You're, you're, I don't like you. He has invaded our space. Wait does does that mean we get to play with all of the battle buddies? All of the battle buddies will be present this time. Um, so let's hop right into it. I guess that you guys are coming. Oh damn! You don't even want to. You don't even want to meet us at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't want to take us out for coffee first? I mean, come on, man. This is Ryan on a date kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just hop right in, shall we? I'm just ready to go, guys. Like, I just want to get this over with and done so I can get on with my day. Can we get this date done already? I've got a show to watch at home. <laughs> all right. Uh, so who are we playing with? We've got all four of the battle buddies this time. Um, yeah, I think we should all go around and introduce ourselves and who we're playing. Because especially in this season, we have been jumping around characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, maybe maybe just read something like even like a par- paraphrased version of like the character profile you filled out. So Ryan made us do some homework before he took over as the dungeon master. Like um, a real professional DM over here. So we're all gonna we're all gonna take turns running through this little character profile that Ryan had us fill out. Yep, and for people who are kind of looking to get into role playing but feel daunted by you know Dungeons and Dragons or really heavy sort of systems. Uh, this character profile comes from uh, a game called Quest, which is a super simple sort of not really baby's first role-playing game, but a role-playing game for people who just want to role-play without all of the stats and heavy stuff to learn. So if that's your first time and you're looking to, to try something new, uh, try out Quest. Even as an adult, it's a really good system, very simple and very intuitive. So uh, this helps you sort of put together a character doing a sort of Mad Lib style uh, worksheet, but it also helps really well for catching um, listeners up to speed on who our cast is. Um, big man Bogal, go first. All right, yeah. So I'm Bogal Seastrider. Uh, he's a male. He's, I don't know exactly how old he is. He's probably like 20 to 25, young adultish. He's very tall. He's like seven feet tall. He's a barbarian. Um, he's like a Goliath barbarian. He's he's kind of skinny, but still like very strong. He's got um, he wears simple clothes. He's kind of aloof and and standoffish. Uh, he's from like a, a an island nation where he hunted giant sea creatures. Uh, that's pretty much the bulk of it. He he likes friends and fighting things. That's pretty much that's pretty much who Bogal is. Beautifully said. Hello, my name is Zazel Corvus. I'm youngish, years old. Probably roughly around the same age as Bogol. I actually think we got de-aged a bit, so I might be a teenager. No, I, that um, was Craig that got de-aged. <laughs> Craig and Zazzle. Oh. We yeah. both lost like seven years, man. <laughs> anyway, I stand roughly average height tall. 
Um, I'm the party's sorcerer and con artist. When people see me, they first notice my generic and totally average appearance that is sometimes really old or young because I can change that. Um, I wear nondescript magical garbs and move with a pretty standard cadence. I'm from some unknown kinku place that we haven't really gone into uh, where my people are known for not being known. Uh, I believe in being generally not super bad, but my curiosity and penchant for mischief can get in the way of that sometimes. <laughs> I dream of having a good time and being with my friends. Yeah, very uh, very generic sort of a person. Uh, I think we should point out that that's because not only are you from a Kenku place, but you are a Kenku masquerading as uh, a human being, which might be a little confusing for, what? for some listeners. <laughs> But the, this, whole, but, this whole time? What? Uh, yes, I play a kinku, which is really? a giant crow. Per- well, not really. Well, re- relative to regular crows, pretty giant. A giant crow yeah, person. A raven. So, um, but we'll keep that on the yeah. down low. But I wear a, uh, a special uh, item that allows me to appear yeah. human uh, just so I can go undercover because I guess people hate kinkus or something. They're shifty. Helps with my cons. All right. Hi, I'm Craig Farreach. Of the far reaches, uh, you probably heard of me. I'm 27, but I got DH back to being a teenager. Uh, I'm six three. Uh, I'm the party's foil. Um, the first thing people notice about me. <laughs> the first thing people notice about me is how devilishly mm. handsome I am for a half orc. Um, I wear. Which isn't uh, that handsome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> parenthetical. Uh, I wear uh, I wear a purple cloak that's sentient, named Grimbo the Weird. Um, it keeps my clothes nice and clean. Uh, outside of that, I just wear handsome nobility noble clothes. Um, I uh, what my people are known for is the lavish parties they throw at Far Reach Manor, and uh, I believe in doing the best I can for myself and the people I care about. And that comes off as pretty selfish. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Grimbo, the weird who role plays that do you role play that? Uh, it's usually, it's usually been the DM. Um, okay. Primarily, but I'd be happy to do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah why don't, good... yeah, why don't we, why don't we have somebody <laughs> else that's a little bit more familiar with Grimbo? Because I don't, I don't feel like I heard a lot of Grimbo in the last, uh, I arc. am Grimbo. So, well, first of all, Grimbo's name is actually Dimbo. And oh. It he... was Dimbo, and then he merged with Greg and became Grimbo. But then he killed Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so if anything, right now he's Cragbo or something like that. Uh, um, we don't really go into we don't really go into Dimbo all that much. Don't worry about it. It's mostly just a voice yeah. Craig hears in his head. Okay. If I he think. does happen to come up, though, Cody, you go ahead and, and handle any of any of those with, instances. With pleasure, Craig. <laughs> it always gets weird when Grimbo shows up. It does. I recommend avoiding letting Grimbo show up. Prevent Grimbo from yeah, showing up. Yeah, I think that's a, enough of my backstory. Uh, what do you dream of? What, are, what does Craig dream of? Uh, finding a way to get rid of this demon um, who is his best friend. <laughs> is that really it? <laughs> Craig found his purpose. Yep. <laughs> All right, Patrick. All right. Patrick. Patrick. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Not, God damn it. <laughs> Richard. Who am I playing? Patrick Rivers? <laughs> Hi, I'm Patrick. I play Richard, who plays Don. Sorry, I was looking at something else. <laughs> you were looking at one of Cody's SpongeBob memes he sent you. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All, right. All right, Richard, take it away. All right. My name's Richard. I play Don Rivers. Who's, I guess, the oldest of the group, which I didn't know. I always thought Bogol was a little older. But I'm 35 years old. <laughs> but you're an elf, too, so it's less <laughs> weird that you're hanging out with teenagers. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Goliaths are, have, like, shorter lifespans than humans. Yeah, they're like so. dogs. <laughs> yeah. I'm about, I'm about five foot ten, shorter than Crag and Bogol. Maybe it's... Still very tall. Yeah. I'm the party's bard, kind of, when you're looking for inspiration, they come to me, when they're down. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When people see me, they first notice my huge saxophone that I carry around. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the one party member with ears. <laughs> yes, and ears. Uh, I wear a red vest, I move with grace. I'm from the Twin Rivers area where my people are known for being more royal than any other family. Except for the far region. Well, you didn't mention that in your backstory. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I think I just dream of being the best musician, but my talent and spite get in the way. I carry a sax and a dagger and a fire amulet that I got from a closet portal demon. Mm. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll pick up the story um, about a week after the werewolf arc. So you rode off into the sunset um, in on your golden uh, jet skis. And along with you, you took uh, Mort the Mortician, uh, the cowboy sheriff, and uh, the last one, oh yeah, Margarita Bill. God, all these jokes are coming back to haunt us, guys. <laughs> Man, it's a shame all three of our new friends died. <laughs> tragically <laughs> not well maybe not yet though they all fell off the jet ski <laughs> you guys make it across whatever body of water that was i imagine it was a big uh a big lake ocean uh it was a giant ocean that you guys traversed uh, across uh at supersonic speeds on your gold-plated jet skis uh the first town that you reach is a sort of a sleepy little um uh port town it's less a port as much as it seems to be kind of a, a resort town uh, for oh. elderly retirees. Ugh. We're in Florida. It is the first place, though, that you uh, encounter. So being pretty hungry after being uh, <laughs> a couple days on gold-plated jet skis crossing this giant body of water, you're more than happy to get off and find the, the, the closest tavern. Oh, man, we didn't have to eat Margarita Bill after all. <laughs> He was really Damn. salty and limey. He was a little tart. <laughs> well, thankfully, it didn't have to come to that. You guys check in, and you guys decide to spend uh, a little bit of time resting and recuperating from your uh, your werewolf travails. Being in this sleepy town, um, I'll, I've allowed you a lot of time to sort of catch back up on on you know good just friendship time, uh, downtime, 
some sleep. Mort tended to be a little bit creepy and off-putting, so you guys tricked him into reading the Chronicle book, and so he's stuck in there, and uh, thankfully that allowed Don Rivers to pop back out. And for the first time in a long time, the four of you are able to uh, to be present with each other um, and spend some good quality time jet skiing, eating fine meals at 5 o'clock in the evening, uh, going to bed at sunset, and waking up at the crack of dawn. Specifically. I was really hoping it would be Craig to go back in. <laughs> yeah, I like that more guy you guys met. Well, man, guys, we've never been together before. What, what do you say to a group hug? All right. <laughs> that sounds lovely. I'll be in the middle. Let's get some group photos. Yeah, let's get some group pictures taken. Let's get uh... Margarita Bill, take the picture. <laughs> Margarita Bill, take a picture. You're not part of the group. <laughs> Margarita Bill makes a wonderful little vignette of uh, all four of you, and he carves them out of limes and coconuts. Um, he's got a he's got a, he's got a this amazing skill that you've never seen before. But his his bartendry is so advanced that he's able to make this wonderful little diorama of you guys. Um, um, and then he lacquers it and presents it to you, and it's it's pretty touching. Ooh, that's amazing. All right, Cowboy Sheriff, what'd you bring wow. us? <laughs> yeah, what's your gift? <laughs> Cowboy Sheriff is a little bit jealous because he yeah. hasn't been able to fit in in the same manner. We don't even know his um, real name. No, and also because he's naked. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says, well, I tend to just be more on the uh the useful side and not so much of the uh sentimental side of things. I uh I think I've proven my worth before. This is uh I don't know. In my mind this is just a waste of time. I feel like we should be off doing something. Uh I'm kind of getting a little bit tired of this sleepy little hamlet here. Hey man, you went AWOL from your night order. Well, I You're lucky to be with us at all. Yeah. To be fair, I feel like a lot of them are dead at this point. So I don't <laughs> don't think there was much to go back to. <laughs> hey, do, you, do you guys feel like this guy's like way less fun now that he's not a cowboy? <laughs> or a knight. <laughs> yes, but Craig is way more fun now that he's a cowboy. He keeps looking at Jet like angrily. He wants his hat back pretty desperately. But... <laughs> he's looking at Jet through the time and space <laughs> in an alternate reality. <laughs> so one evening as you guys are all sort of getting prepared to settle down, um, you're in the sort of the large sleeping quarters that you guys have rented out. Um, just getting ready to turn in when all of a sudden you hear a shuffling in the closet, which is a little bit weird because there's not really anything in your closet except for... No, that's where we make Craig sleep. <laughs> that sounds about right. But Craig hasn't gone to bed yet, so he's a little bit perturbed by that. And Mort's in the book. Yeah, so. That's my space. It's my private quarters. <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, the door to the closet bursts open and out steps... Uh, a man. Uh, not only is this unusual because there shouldn't be anybody in your closet, and you're pretty sure there wasn't anybody in your closet uh, previously, but also he's dressed pretty ostentatiously. He looks a little bit surprised and looks around the room. Um, he's dressed somewhat, his appearance is somewhat in between a uh, dad going to a Jimmy Buffett concert and a pirate. He's got Margarita a, he, Bill. <laughs> Mar Mar Come on, Margarita Bill. Bill you, you hear under his breath, say, "Where did he get that shirt?" <laughs> he's wearing a very bright, open-collared shirt. Uh, he's got a hat with a with a large brim and an ostentatious feather sticking out of it. He has a little pouch on his waist, 
and he's sort of absentmindedly spinning a very ornate, uh, what looks to be a key around one of his fingers as he kind of looks or looks around the, the room and takes stock of, of you guys. Excuse me, sir. We did not order any entertainment tonight. Uh, he breaks into a big smile and you can see he's got two sort of, uh, rat like teeth sort of sticking out underneath of his big, uh, twirling mustache and his eyes mm. glisten. He's got big laugh lines around his eyes. And he says, oh, you guys will do well. Ah. <laughs> he keep cranking. Why does this keep I happening? I don't like where this is going. My hands light in green flame. Let's get rid of this weirdo. He steps into the room and closes the door behind him. And he says, how would you like to join me on an adventure? Oh. I, I mean, what are your credentials? What does it pay? <laughs> And also, how the hell did you get in my private quarters? That was very rude. He says, you have the looks of adventurers about you, and you're... I think you'll fit the bill. We're all in bathrobes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 It's good enough for my my needs. I have a well-paying adventure. You, uh, like gold? (laughs) I, I do like gold. I'm a fan. We just got like um, we just got like two thousand gold. We're rolling in it right now. We're pretty flushed right now. It was three thousand. <laughs> you, you just met us when we met. Got our most gold. So come back when we run out of this pile over here, man. <laughs> All right, two thousand gold. That sounds like a lot. That's a lot, right? You have a you have a lot. Okay. Well, how would you like jewels? I mean, what kind of jewels? How about stock? <laughs> he seems a little bit uh, thrown off by the question. He says, um, uh, red ones? I, those seem good. Sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, wonderful. Red jewels. How red are they? Uh, pretty red. As red as a... He stops and thinks for a second. Sunset. Sun... Yes, a sunset. Red as a sunset. I'm gonna do an insight check. This guy seems trustworthy. Into this gentleman. I like this guy. All right, insight check. Go for it. See how red these jewels are. <laughs> yeah. What's the purity? What's the cut? That's actually <laughs> a fifteen with my negative one. Fifteen. Um, this guy's demeanor is so off-putting that he's kind of inscrutable. You can't really get a beat on him. There's something off about him, but he doesn't seem to be. He doesn't seem like he's like he's a, like trying to trick you or that he's like got bad intentions. He just seems like that there's something kind of out of sync with this guy's, with the way that this guy's trying to to relate information to you. All right, can we see one of these red gems? Yeah, of course. He reaches into his uh his little belt pouch and pulls out a uh what looks like a little field notes. He's got a gun. Says, <laughs> <laughs> "Settle down, settle down. It's just a it's just my notes." <laughs> Uh, he consults his notes, and he flips through it a bit, back and forth, and looking, and it's it's little cribbed, uh, little cribbed notes inside of this small booklet, small handwriting, and he finally finds what he's looking for. He says, "Ah, okay, yes, 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 yes." He looks back at his key, and he starts fiddling with his key, and you can see that down the sort of shaft of the key, there are uh, a sort of radial dials, similar to like a bike lock. So he's fidgeting with these and making a combination um, of the different sort of runes that are on it. <clears throat> he puts his notes back in his pocket and he says, Aha, here we go. One moment, please. 
And he, hey, how about you pay us in that key? He, t- he <laughs> takes the key and he taps three times on the closet door behind him, opens it up, steps inside, and a, a good long moment later, he comes back again uh, with his arms full. He closes the door behind him again. And in that his, was in the closet this whole time? In his arms, he is holding uh, <laughs> a good handful of very large rubies. A couple of them spill out on the floor. He says, about as red as these. Do these look like quality uh, jewels? You can't trade us in our own jewels. That was in our closet, man. Well, in a manner of speaking, <laughs> yes. But... Yes. Give them back. Yeah, those are Crag's jewels. That's where yeah, he those sleeps. Those are Crag's, Crag's sleeping yeah, jewels. I, I demand you give me some fresh jewels. Those are the ones I sleep on. And that key, give us that key too. No, no, no. Sorry, the the key stays with me. Look, do we have a deal or not? Um, will you allow us to confer as we lean in? Bogal's all about the. Right, we need a group decision. Oh my god, we're we're doing it right. We're gonna get that key though. Seems like a very good key. So and and so in terms of what's in this room right now, we've got this guy, his reward that he's willing to give us for this adventure, and that key. So we could go on this adventure and get that reward, or but then we wouldn't get to go on the. Adventure. There are other adventures, Bogol, like like the grand well, adventure of a blossoming friendship. But this guy seems very guarded right now. Maybe if we go on the adventure, catch him off guard, get the key. Lure him into a false sense of security. <laughs> Develop a strong bond with him, then break it. Yeah, he seems like an idiot. <laughs> uh, maybe we should find out what the adventure is first. That's a good point. Because <laughs> we all just got pedicures, man. I'm not looking to break any nails. Wait, that's feet. Foot nails. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, so what exactly is the adventure that we're being paid for? Mm. Well, I have a bit of a rat problem. I have a, a basement full of rats that I I simply don't have any means of dealing with, and it's become it's become somewhat of a problem for me and uh, the townsfolk of my village. So it would be really just a short trip. I just need you to basically get rid of this little infestation. Hold on, hold on there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking werewolf hunters now, man. We mm-hmm. don't. We're not pest control. <laughs> Are these were rats? Mm, no, I don't believe so. Are they supernatural S- in some way? Are they rats of unusual size? Uh, I would say both. Yes, it's a little bit odd. I can see that you guys are used to a little bit more uh, than what I'm offering here, which is great. This is good. I'm so happy I ran into you guys because it's. Okay, I'll come clean. It's not so much of an inf- like a, a rat problem, but it is more of like an infestation of some sort of supernatural creature that is very much like a rat, but not so much like a rat that it uh, won't kill you. So do you just like randomly go into people's closets until you find the right batch of adventurers? Or? <laughs> uh, he, he actually is taken back a bit like that. He's like, is it, is it that obvious? How many people did you encounter? <laughs> uh, honestly, I would have to say that you're the first people I've encountered so far. Oh, well, lucky us. Yep, yeah, that's uh, fortunate. Uh, yeah, we'll kill your demon rats, man. 
Excellent, excellent. I would say grab whatever sort of weaponry or fighting accoutrement you need to take care of your, what you say, your werewolf hunters. Whatever you would take to fight her, uh, what have the, what these werewolves. I would, I would grab that. Well, no time for that. We got a stage magic show at seven to get to. Um, <laughs> oh, what time? Let's is... just go. All right. Yeah. So it won't take but a but a minute. Yeah, Zazzle's just going to go with his bathrobe. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Craig is going to magically change his outfit to I don't know uh, the Orkin Man. I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Best control. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Bogal at least grabs his uh, squid yeah. helmet. Yeah, Don's just going to grab his sacks. Cool. So are we all still in bathrobes except Craig? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got out yeah. of the shower. <laughs> all right, boys, let's make this fast. Okay. So let's get going. And he uh, fiddles with his um, key again. He doesn't need to consult his notes this time. Uh, knocks three times on the closet door and opens it up. And opens it full wide, scattering the uh, rubies across the floor that he had dropped there. Okay, we push him in the closet and lock it and take the rubies. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Margarita Bill, keep watch on the place. And he steps He steps through. Uh, looking through the door, you can see that it is definitely not a closet, but some sort of a landscape. It's somewhat hazy looking through the door. Craig, your chambers are really nice. Yeah, that's, you know, it's what I deserve. Yeah, way to go, Craig. And he steps through. I pick up a armful of rubies and put them into my bag as I walk through. Yeah, so so this creepy rat fella came in here, dumped all the rubies on the floor, and then went into our closet mm-hmm. and left. Yeah, he's expecting you to come behind him, though. So he thinks well, we're honorable. He thinks we're honorable is his problem. He went into the <laughs> wrong closet today, my friend. He should have gone into a few more before he found some adventures. Eh, it was his first try, so <laughs> he'll learn next time. No, no. I grabbed some of those rubies, though. Yeah, but I feel like Book All goes in. Well, should we follow him, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As I pile yes. up as many rubies as possible. In my yeah, head. that man, that rat adventure sounds like super fun. Let's go. <laughs> all right, you all step through into this uh, doorway. Um, you are also followed by Margarita Bill and um, uh, Cowboy Sheriff, or Cowboy well, Knight. If you want to balance some more NPCs, be my guest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were going to take care of our apartment while we were gone, but you know. Why were they in our hotel room? Oh, that's fine. That's my question. Oh, <laughs> well, you guys were all hanging out. You guys were broing down. Um, honestly, if you guys, I didn't hear that, but if you guys asked uh, Margarita Bill to stay behind, that makes sense because I don't think he's super keen on going on an extra dimensional um, journey. But Cowboy <laughs> yeah, Knight. But I'm also not sure I trust him not to steal all our floor rubies, mm. you know. <laughs> Start up his new bar. <laughs> Leave those there. Don't touch them. All right, Margarita Bill's like, no, I wouldn't do that, man. Like, I, I'm not that kind of guy, man. I'm not. I'm. I wouldn't do that to you guys. You guys, you know, you guys saved my ass. Don't worry, man. He's an addict. You can't trust him. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely coming back to all those rubies gone. All right, so you, all right, so you guys step through, leaving Margarita Bill behind. Uh, <laughs> Cowboy Knight comes along too because he, <laughs> he, he's looking to prove himself. You can tell that he's got a chip on his shoulder at this point. No, he's got a bathrobe on his shoulder. Beyond that, <laughs> you step through the portal, and it's sort of an it's a, it's an uneasy feeling. You can feel your stomach lurch, and you step through into what is an outdoor landscape, and it is just maybe the most depressing landscape you've ever seen. Gray skies, um, 
just ash blowing on the wind. The ground is is covered in dead grass that looks like it's, you know, rotting. Uh, the trees in the distance are all treeless, or I'm sorry, are all uh, leafless um, and barren. Uh, buildings are in various states of decay. You look like you're on the outside or the outskirts of a, a small town. The man who stepped through the doorway first here, this man who has sort of popped out of your closet, he kind of looks around with a wistful sort of a sigh. And you can see that there's, you know, he's he's kind of looking around and there's something there's something here that you can't put on your your finger on, but this place is affecting him. He turns back around to the way that you guys came in, and you see that what you've walked through is just sort of a freestanding arch made out of stone. Uh, there is no door here; it's just open, and you're looking through it uh, back to the landscape. You're not seeing back into the the closet doorway or the room that you guys came from. You're seeing just this continuation of this god awful drab uh, landscape. And he fiddles with his key one more time, playing with the with the combinations of runes. Gets a very specific coordination on it, and then knocks three times on the stone arch. And there's a sort of shimmering haziness, and the vis- the um, view of the landscape through the arch sort of shimmers, changes, and you're looking through into a different sort of a landscape. Again, very hazy. It's like looking through water. But the colors are different, and the landscape, you can tell, is is not the same. And he turns back around to you and sort of puts a smile back on his face, and he says, Well, time to go to my home. Here we are. And steps through. Wait, hold on. Why did we come to this middle place first? And he says, I'll explain in a moment, as he's sort of walking through. And, and what's your name there, uh, fellow? Uh, he's gone by this point. I stepped through and then asked the same question. Hey, what's your name there, fellow? <laughs> So he turns around. The first thing that you notice, though, the words sort of die. The question dies on your lips as you are um, witnessing a landscape like you've never seen before. All around you is this sort of luminescence, this sort of hot peach vital glow. There's almost like fire coming through the ground, like slow motion everywhere that you look. The sky is mostly dark except for this blinding radiance similar to like a a sun but it's also the same sort of hue as this peach luminescence there are what looks like to be stars in the sky as well but they are just enormous compared to the stars that you're used to each one of them is almost the size of the moon but then scattered among them are smaller ones as well the ground itself is a dull brown underneath of this sort of luminosity Around you, there are simple structures. There are uh, wooden cottages and a few um, larger structures, all made out of stone. Nothing is more than one story high, and everything looks like it's sort of in a state of being built. You turn around and look, and you see a very similar sort of a stone arch made out of uh, a different sort of a rock, but the same sort of architecture and building style. And again, once everybody's through the shimmering uh, portal disappears and you're you're looking off onto uh, a similar sort of a landscape. He says, "Welcome to Good Hearth. This is uh, this is our home, uh, such as it is. We're still sort of in the process of sort of building it uh, as as it is, but 
my name is Flambodran. That is Flambodran the Excellent. <laughs> oh, are there other Flambodrans that aren't quite as good? No. It's that pipe cleaner product. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go down to the Ace Hardware and buy some Flambodran. <laughs> How are we going to poison these rats? Well, I got some Flambodran here we can use. <laughs> got to clear the clog in my sink, pour some Flambodran down there. He laughs, and he's, he's genuinely amused by this. He says, no, there's only one. I am Flambodran, the singular and excellent. Uh, Flamodran the Wise, you may have heard, you, or I guess you wouldn't have heard. Had you had you come from a similar background as us, you you definitely would have heard of me. Uh, ask our... Hey, same here, man. <laughs> Obviously, and I mean, you'll, you'll have a chance to make a name for yourself here, too. Um, but I ask around. Every... Ah, uh, yes, Zazzle Ratkiller. Yes, everybody's heard of me, and, and I'm sure that people will be talking about you once, once we've, you know, finished this little endeavor. So if you wouldn't mind following me... Uh, we'll, we'll get going. We'll get cracking, as they say. Yeah, no kidding. Chop, chop. We got a, we got a show to catch. Uh, this way. And he leads you towards the town. And it's, it's, it's very modest. It's very simple. There are a lot of people working. Um, everybody's being very sort of industrious, building. Uh, you can see there are actually fields and gardens everywhere. Um, this is sort of a bustling community. And... All of the, the sort of like plant life um, in the garden seems to be very new. Everything has a like a, a feeling of newness around it. Um, there's very few like large trees. Everything is like saplings. All the buildings um, are sort of basic structures. And look, everything looks like it's got additions to it. A lot of people stop and stare. There's a lot of sort of sideways glances, but people get back to their business uh, pretty quickly. Were they were they staring more at us or at Flambodran? The excellent <laughs> people are staring more at you guys. Um, Flambodran uh, is sort We're of waves at all of them. Yeah, Flambo, <laughs> and very much like Flambodran is, he's waving here and there and and sort of giving people finger guns and stuff like that. He's trying it's, to outwave you, Bogal. Dang, you don't got the finger gun wave. Zazzle does finger guns and accidentally blasts someone in the face <laughs> with a beam. So one thing that you do notice as you're walking along uh, is a feeling of sort of vitality as well that is seems to be coming out of the earth itself. These flames sort of like curl around your um, your ankles and your shins as you walk along, and it just you feel awake, you feel very alive. Eventually, Flambodran leads you along to a, a sort of the largest hut uh, in the in the in the homestead here, and knocks on the door. Not with the key, but with his hand this time. He almost knocks with the key, and then he sort of catches himself and knocks uh, three times with uh, his hand on the door. Presently, it's opened by a sturdy-looking uh, woman um, with a sense of a, a look of authority about her. And she steps out, and she says, Ah, Flambodran! Good to see you. <laughs> Just what I ordered. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> Hello, I'm 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 Martha. I am the chief of this town. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah, <laughs> you you don't get to be named Martha while he's named Flambodran. Oh well, no. I mean, you've got to be like Gargleflooth or something like that. Come on. No, I mean we're we're all pretty simple villagers here. I pointed at a random guy, uh, like doing some yard work. I'm like, what's his name? Oh, that's Steve. <laughs> what what's his name? Uh, that's Bob. <laughs> What's her name? Uh, that's Gertrude. 
I see. I see how you can become excellent in this village. Is just have a good name. <laughs> well, she says. I, I see. I see your meaning. Flambodran here is a little bit ostentatious, I guess you could say. But he he is a man of great stature. He is, I dare say, the savior of all of us. So he. Yeah, I dare say excellent. <laughs> and he Flambodran is standing off to the side, <laughs> curling his mustache and smiling his his big buck tooth smile. And he says, "Oh, Martha, you." You are too kind, too kind. I do say that, yes, I would say that, yes, I am the savior of everyone here, but it doesn't, it's, that's not a story that bears repeating, so. <laughs> anyway, Martha, you know, gives him a big, broad smile and says, of course, of course, maybe for another time, but I cannot tell you how happy I am to see you, uh, you five stout-looking adventurers, we do uh, have a bit of a, a problem that I need your help with. I think that Flambeau Dren Yeah, is... I know the rats. <laughs> yes, exactly. The the rats. The basement, right? Oh, right. Yes. yes yeah, the... If we could just hurry this along, that'd be great. We got mm-hmm. we got places to be. Let's head down, burn a couple of rats, and we'll be done. Okay, a couple of rats, yes. I don't... I Okay, so maybe Flambeau Dren, did you describe to them the, ex, uh, the extent of, of our problem here. And Flambeaudran says, yes, I, well, I, I may be understated it a little bit, just to sort of put some icing on the cake and make it a little bit more delicious for these young men. But, uh, no, maybe you would like to. I've, you know what, I've got other things to do right now. I'm a very busy man, so uh, I'll take my leave. Um, so it was nice meeting you all. Very nice <laughs> to meet you all. Hey, Flamblejar, we got fucking places to be too, oh, man. Yes, of course. Well, Martha will take care of that. She's very, she's very, uh, very efficient. Don't worry about that. We got to be done by seven, Flamblejar. This better not take all day. No, 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 no. And he just abruptly, like, sort of turns and walks off. And Martha shuffles her feet a little bit uncomfortably and says, "Well, oh, okay, so maybe Flamblejar has a as uh, he can kind of." twist not not i don't want to say twist he can sort of be a little bit omitting of the truth sometimes but i see that he told you about the vantarats and well it may be a little bit more than one uh basement there might be a few basements to take care of but yes we do have a bit of a infestation that we're trying to deal with right now um so before we get to that martha yeah uh he he said that you would be supplying the reward for this quest. Um, I don't know that mm-hmm. that's true. Whatever he promised you, he I'm sure will be more than happy to deliver on. I don't have. We're a very simple folk. Uh, Flambodran has the means to obtain a lot of things that we don't have. Yeah, it's very suspicious. Yeah, well, I can I can understand why you would see that. Maybe okay. Well, maybe it bears a little bit of 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 context. We are very few people here. We're survivors, you could say. That's basically how we refer to ourselves, as we are the survivors. Our home, which you may have seen on the other side of that portal, um, is no longer a living place anymore. It was destroyed uh, in a great cataclysm, and we that you see here are the last survivors of that world. Flambodran was excellent enough to use his wonderful wizarding powers, as he describes it, to 
find us this new home here, such as it is, but unfortunately we don't have a lot of things. We brought what we had with us, and we're also very, very, very hesitant to make contact with the outside planes, I guess is they're described. I don't really understand how all this works, but you have been given special permission to be here to help us because we do not have the sort of skills or the means or the tools to deal with the present uh, threat that is facing us. That being said, let why don't I why don't I take you along and and just show you what's what's happening, guys? I think we're gonna miss our magic show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Martha, do you have a key to get back, or when's Flambo coming back? Yeah, hey Martha, you got one of those special keys? No, that's uh, that's definitely one of Flambo's greatest tools. It's actually what saved us all. He used his key to find us this new home. And I don't think that we would even want a key like that. We're not keen on leaving. This is our new home. We have seen what can happen in other worlds when power goes unchecked. We're happy to let... Flambo Dran have his key, and we're here to make a new start for ourselves and to create a new world. Yeah, well, we haven't learned that lesson yet, Martha. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> now, one final question. Sure. Um, these rats, they're, these rats are the natives of this planet, right? I, I guess you could say that, but we they've just sort of come out of nowhere. We don't know where they're coming from, really. Um, as you're walking along, she's... Well, they probably thought the same about you when you stepped through that portal. Well, that's a fair... That's a fair... Like, hey, here's Happy Rat Planet. Oh, here's some people coming by hiring adventurers out of closets to kill us. <laughs> I guess that's a fair thing to, to say, but we haven't really done anything to aggravate them. I mean... Except invade their planet. You kind of seem aggravating to me, personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't... I mean, I guess this is exactly why we're very hesitant to bring new people in. Like, you seem to have the exact sort of temperament of the... The people that destroyed our last home. I am not, inc <laughs> not incredibly keen on you being here, but it seems that this is our only option. We're very much a pacifist sort of a society. We have really only Flambodran to protect Except us. Except when it comes to rat killing. Yeah, you just don't want to get your hands dirty, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not so much oh, that. Oh, we're pacifists. We don't do violence, we just hire other people to. Well, we don't really have the tools or the time to spare. I mean, as you look around, you can see that there's not really much for us to go on. We have very little water, we have very, very little food. We're still eating the last stores that we brought with us from our own home and trying to till the land and make it return something that we can actually eat and survive on. So, Lady, all we've got is bathrobes and a saxophone. You know, <laughs> well, you're also very much more well-fed than anyone else here. So, Why doesn't Flambo bring you food from another goddamn portal? There's a hotel. They serve breakfast. That's a valid question, but she stops in her tracks and she turns around and she says, We will not be leaving this place, nor will we be taking anything except what is absolutely necessary from anyone else. We will no longer... Like those rats' lives! <laughs> yeah, guys, I think I'm on the side of the rats. <laughs> Let's go talk to those rats, see if we can get a better deal. She says, well, I can see it's no use talking to you about this. I don't think you'll understand. But regardless, let's go do what we have to do. Okay. <laughs> and she leads you to a hut. There's not a lock on it. It's a very basic, very primitive hut. It just sort of has a little wood sort of slider that goes from the door into the, the um, wall that it was built out of. 
She opens it up, and you can immediately hear a scurrying sound, like little chittering scurries. And she says, This is one of the homes that is infested with these Vantarats. They're horrible little creatures, and they get into everything. They eat our food, and they destroy our wares. So, as we've discussed, if you could be so kind as to defeat these little creatures, get rid of them, do what you need to do, well then, Flambeau will take care of your payment. How, how do they feel about, like, fire hold hold on craig this is a diplomatic mission right now oh yeah sure and fire feels good here all right off you go martha we got this all right well we do know that regular fire doesn't seem to bother them most like more than anything else but we do notice that they do not like to come out into what we call the good fire which is this fire that you see all around you they seem to not like it so much uh we did have an earlier infestation of Vantamites, which were little bugs that were eating everything, but we were able to get rid of them by bringing our wares and food out above ground and and laying it out and letting the uh, good fire sort of flow across it, and that sort of drove them off or destroyed them entirely. These are quite a bit... By hiring people from an extra-dimensional hotel room to kill them for us. I don't, I don't see the problem with that. I don't think you're understanding the situation that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get it. The rats. Okay. <laughs> well, then I guess there's not much else I can do than uh, have at it, I guess. Do what it is that you do. Then round up our reward for us for when we're ready. I, I certainly will. A good good day, I guess. And she walks off. Bye, Martha. Hmm. Man, she was aggravating. Hmm. (laughs) I use my demonic packed weapon powers to summon like a staff. And I dip it into the good fire and see if it lights. Okay. So you you dip it down there and it, it definitely interacts with the good fire, but it doesn't like ignite it's just sort of almost like mist it swirls and you can sort of manipulate it a little bit but it doesn't it doesn't sort of ignite and it doesn't seem to like attach to anything any more than like a wispy sort of a like a like a dry ice sort of a smoke would i lean down and i try to suck some into my mouth (laughs) uh you suck (laughs) it for later use you suck it up uh it i mean it it feels good. It's almost like it's almost like. Hey guys, you gotta try this. <laughs> it's a warm sort of a sensation, and it's really invigorating. Um, but beyond that, it doesn't like you can breathe it back out again, like smoke as well. It just sort of like falls falls out of your mouth, and uh, again, sort of like a dry ice sort of a situation where it's heavier than the air around it. Bogal starts breathing it out of his nose. Oh wait, hey guys, this is Dungeons and Dragons. Let's do an Arcana check. Dragons, dragons, dungeons. <laughs> I'm going to do an Arcana check on the good fire. All right, Arcana check. Go for it. Bogal's just breathing in and out as much of it as he can. That is a 21. Okay, 21. All right, so this is definitely not a natural phenomenon. I mean, that much is pretty obvious. But it doesn't seem... Not to me, was it? It doesn't seem to be arcane in a sort of... In, in the sense of that it's not... It's not like wizardry. It's nothing that is like an intelligent Wizard magic. Uh, magic behind it. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem to be anything like anything that you would have experienced in the sort of arcane realm. So that's the most that you can get out of it. I see. Mm. Well, boys, I've got a plan for these rats. Is it diplomacy? D- bingo. Diplomacy. But more than that... Friendship. And I cast 
and large reduce on well I'm gonna try I'm gonna cast it twice and twin spells twice so I'm gonna use like everything right now uh, and I'm gonna make Whoa. us all smaller no <laughs> 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 yeah, for roughly the same level of these rats it should make it easier to negotiate with them all right now polymorph next <laughs> so you're gonna cast it on everybody uh well I, i'm only casting it twice and t- twin spelling twice so that's four people total so i cast it on everyone but myself no i'm gonna remain big because <laughs> <laughs> personally i like my size but you four i think you're gonna run the the diplomacy mission okay so you cast it on Bo- bogal don rivers crag and the the cowboy knight yes and they can resist it if they want but Cowboy Knight has no real means of, of resisting this. He's a little bit put off. He's just like, hey, what the hell is this bullshit? But How does he feel about the mission? Like, is this a strong sense of justice? Or Yeah, he hasn't said a whole lot. Yeah, he's he's mostly been standing back and uh, and sort of like uh, glowering at uh, his hat on top of Craig's head. <laughs> uh, what, is, what resists this, Cody? Cause I... um, Craig... You know what? No, I think it would be fun with more fun being small, so I'm not going to resist. Okay. Um, it would be, I'm pretty sure, yeah, constitution saving throw if you wanted to resist it. Okay, I'm good. I'm small. Oh, God, you guys are so cute. I'm, I'm just going to pick him up and hug him. <laughs> <laughs> so how big is a, uh, how big are they now? That Do you get to choose how big that is, or do they, like, have in size? Or uh, They have. I can, as this is just sort of like a house rule way that we've played where I can cast it at a higher spell slot and reduce it even smaller. Okay. But now it's up to you to approve whether that's okay or not. I think that's fine. I think that you can kind of, yeah, you can you can change it even further if you want to. It's up to you. So I'm going to cast it at a third level spell slot. Okay. And they're all going to be about a quarter the normal size. <laughs> right. So they're all like kind of shin high to you at this point. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Get in there, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I start scurrying. So when you do that, uh, sort of at the corner of the house, there's a couple barrels. And when you cast that spell and they all shrink, uh, the barrel pops open and a little boy's head pops out. And he says, oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 the vermin. Yeah, this little boy jumps out and he says, "Holy moly! How did you do that?" Oh Jesus! Zazzle hates kids. I never mentioned that before. <laughs> it's a little boy. Oh hey there, little sneaky barrel boy. Uh, oh, hello, little boy. Listen, we're about to go on a dangerous mission here now, so run along. Oh, oh, jeez, Mister, are you a wizard? Is he still in the barrel? Uh, he's popped out of the barrel. He's he's climbing out as he's talking to you. Can I like tip it over and roll it away? <laughs> <laughs> He, he stands back and he's like, hey, thanks for the help, mister. So are you a wizard or what? Uh, no, technically speaking, I'm a sorcerer. Sorcerer? Is that like a is that like a wizard? Is that a better wizard? Or is that like a worse it's wizard? It's way better. A better wizard. Yeah, it's like it's like a wizard. The key difference is they eat children. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, yeah, there's not very many children here, so there's not. Uh, you're probably going to be pretty hungry. But <laughs> I am very, very hungry. Cool. Well, what are you guys up to? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> can I roll an intimidation check on this small boy? Oh, no. Yeah, you can try if you want to. He says try. Well, that was a nat 20, actually. <laughs> All right. Damn. So in what way are you intimidating this guy? By, like, flexing your, your muscles? Or do you, like, you know, I'm like... sort of implying that I'm going to eat him. I'm going to eat the child. Okay. So you're trying to insinuate that you're going to actually physically consume this kid. Yeah. And I'm going to 
t- shut off my human disguise dial and turn into a kinky. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cool. Well, the kid falls, like, directly on his ass and scurries back, and he's like, holy moly, mister, you really are like a like a better wizard. I don't really want to be eaten, but, you know, I can kind of help you. I've been listening. Like, I've been... Oh, I see. This this character's integral to the plot when a nat 20 intimidation check doesn't come on. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to cast sleep on him, show more magic. This is an important child. Hold on. Hold off, guys. This guy's, a, this guy's plot essential here. <laughs> I can help you guys if you want, but I mean, I just, I. What do you know about rats? Well, I know they're. Can you can you help us curry favor with the people, the rat people? Uh, I, yes. I wouldn't really call them people. I mean, they're just kind of really big rats, and they kind of eat all of our food, and they bite you if you get too close. They eat all of their food. Correction. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't I don't know about that. I don't know what they eat. I haven't. I mean, besides our food, there's not really much to eat, and like you kind of like looks around and holds his hands up and you can see there's like it's mostly dirt everywhere for the most part there's very sparse like plant yeah, you life. guys came to a bad place this place sucks I, I mean yeah it's not the best it's not as good as home was but i my flounder has really left you astray yeah i feel like my understanding is that we would have been a lot worse off if we had stayed there I like Bogal saying all these mean things <laughs> like half the size of this boy <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit down next to the little boy and put my hand on his shoulder. Like, listen to me. Before I eat you, I want to tell you something. Okay. (laughs) You and your people are what we call an invading species in this planet. Mm -hmm. Colonizers. The food you think they are stealing is theirs. Um, We're going to do our best to work with the rats to solve this problem. Ipso facto, remove you guys from the equation. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> so unless you can help us do that, I think you better be on your way. Well, I mean, whatever works. I mean, <laughs> I would. I've got, I guess, two points to that argument. And number one is that, like, <laughs> all the food in that basement is food that we brought with us, so it's kind of actually our food. That's oh. pretty good. And okay. the, sec- Fair the point. second one is is that like. Yeah, I'm not super worried about that as long as you guys take me with you because these guys are kind of dicks anyway. Martha? Um, I mean, you see that barrel? You see that barrel over there that I came out of? Uh-huh, the one I'm about to put you back in? Uh, yeah, that's not such a big deal because that's my house. I live in it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh- What's your name, small child? Uh, my name's... Uh, they call me Tad, but my real name is Tadrian. Okay, he's got an appropriately fantasy name. Yeah, I don't know what it means. Like they just kind of, I don't, I don't think that that's my real name. I think they just kind of call me that, though. Hmm. Yeah, that's sort of how names work. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't know why I'm Bogal. So why does he have a fantasy name other than like everybody else has like Dale and? Yeah, why aren't you Ted? I think it's sarcastic. I think that. I feel like it's a character out of a like a story, and that character was kind of a dipshit or something. I, I don't know. I I feel like my name was actually like Charles or something like that. It's been a while. Oh, I'm familiar with this story. The story of the piece of shit little boy Tad. <laughs> oh, you've, you've heard it? Yeah, I think that's the one that they're talking about. Anyway. It's better than the rat man who's causing all these problems, Floundry. Yeah, what is it? Flambo? Flam- oh, f- oh, yeah, Flambodran. Flambodran. I mean... <laughs> He's the best. He's actually pretty cool. Is he the one who put you in that barrel? No. 
this is, I mean, this is just my spot. Like, everybody else gets to live in houses, if but they they built those houses. I don't really know how to build a house. And, I mean, this barrel seems to work pretty good. So somebody just gave me this barrel because I'm not really sure why. But hey, I don't know. Hey, village people, we're kind of low on children right now. Let's put one of the few we have in a barrel. <laughs> He'll be Next safe Next generation there. of barrel people. It's his protective barrel. Well, I, I really feel bad about it, this, but I think we're going to need that barrel for this quest. So I'm mm. going to go ahead and take Sorry, that. Sorry, kid. Oh, wait, wait, you're going to take my barrel? Yeah, that's ours, yep. though. Uh-huh. We're claiming it. I guess. I mean, I mean, I, I get, I guess if you really need it, maybe you could help me build another barrel or like a, like a, like, like a box later. No, no, I think we're good. I think we're going to head down and deal with these rats now. Um, okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. Well, let's do it. Oh, you're coming. Oh, all right. You're, all right. Well, yeah. I mean, you got, I don't. I don't have a barrel anymore, so... <laughs> All right, well, have your barrel back. <laughs> oh, cool, thanks. Hey, Don, it's night-night time. Oh, yeah, I do have... Hey, kid, do you like magic? <laughs> oh, yeah, Flambeau Drain has the coolest magic. Hey, kid, do you like jazz? I'll show you my coolest spell. Hey, kid, do you like magic? <laughs> <laughs> you just reminded Ma- Zazzle that we're missing out on that magic show right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don pulls out his saxophone and starts playing a smooth song, which I don't know if this kid's heard music before. Uh, there's not a lot of music going on, so actually he's like he's standing in awe, and like a lot of people actually stop like in the neighboring areas, um, and the neighboring yards and 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 gardens and stuff like that, and stop and 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 put and uh, put down their their you know hose and shovels and shit. And and just kind of watch and wrapped with by your music. Hey, private show. <laughs> so you're trying to like put this kid to sleep or something? Yeah, like I'm that? gonna cast sleep. Okay, cast sleep. Does he need to make a check for that? Uh, I have to roll five d eight, and if I roll higher than his hit points, then <laughs> all right, <laughs> he's dead. He will, dies. will it help if I punch the child first to reduce his hit points? <laughs> put him to sleep permanently. Seventeen. All right. Yeah, he sits down slowly, and he's just, like watching you with big eyes, and he kind of leans back against his barrel, and then slowly falls asleep, and he's kind of snoring. Well, my, my barrel, no. Uh, <laughs> um, is that like a is that directed at somebody, or does like all the other villagers have to test against that? Oh, uh, that's a good point. Uh, let's see. It's like a class. Creatures within twenty feet of you, where you choose, uh, each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious until the spell ends. But it lasts it lasts one minute, so like <laughs> we gotta get going. That's long enough for us to do this quest, I think. Alright, Cowboy Sheriff says we better get going. I feel like uh we've only got a little bit of time before this kid wakes up again. <laughs> <laughs> There's that cowboy sheriff. There's that honorable <laughs> cowboy we know. Oh, hey, cowboy. <laughs> Alright, I like head down immediately. Okay, so you walk into this house, and it's just sort of like a mud daub house, um, sort of like Little Home on the Prairie style. But it does have um, stone uh, floors, like uh, stone flaggings halfway into the house, but then it turns into dirt. And you can see that there's um, a, a stone stairway that leads down into a basement, into a cellar area. with a. Uh... And as soon as we enter here, do we no longer see that good fire? Yeah, it it doesn't sort of come into the house. Um, it's a little bit wispy um, around 
the uh, at like so, sort of like surface level where it's not stones. So the stones seem to sort of like tamp it down or block it, but like in betweens it kind of comes up. But then once you walk in halfway into the house, it's not um, stone flagging anymore. It's uh, it's dirt again. But down in the hole, you can see that it doesn't seem like it's coming up out of there. Oh, we should ask that kid how to transport fire. <laughs> it's a pretty empty house, too. I mean, like, there's really almost nothing in here. There's, like, a little cot and a little um, low table. But that's it. Like, it's Spartan, to be sure. Um, so I have on my person some invisibility powder. Okay. Uh, that I'm going to rub on myself, just so I don't... Cause four really small people and then a giant person might throw off our negotiation tactic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our whole negotiation plan. Okay. All right. So you're invisible. Um, everybody else is about a foot tall. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to leave and go find that key. All right. So you guys heading down? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Okay. So you guys head down these now gargantuan steps to you guys. Like you have to like, like little children sort of like sit down on the edge of the stairs and then like, like turn around and drop your feet down and <laughs> and you go down about, you know, 12 of these steps before you make it to the bottom. I carry Bogol. Bogol's just jumping down. Okay. I carry Don. All right. So you can see that the basement is, um, it's not extensive, but it's a pretty good size. It's maybe like a sort of, um, 12 by 12 room. And there are barrels down here as well, and a couple boxes that have been broken open. Yeah, there's more barrels. <laughs> there's, God, there's probably kids in there. <laughs> um, it's Craig Burnham. It's definitely dark down here. It's like it's pitch black. There's no light source, and the light from the good fire above doesn't sort of like illuminate down this far. I'm blind. Cast dancing lights. Get some light Ooh. in here. In the dancing light, you can see that it is still like abnormally dark like the corners of this room are just like pitch black um you can see the the wood and the of the barrels and the in the crates you can see that some of them are cracked open um most of the stuff has been moved out of here a lot of stuff is empty and there's a few things sort of left behind but there is one bag of what looks like some sort of a cornmeal or something like that that has been gnawed open and left because it looks spoiled that um, kid that kid there's a shuffling sound from the corners, and one of the shadows sort of detaches itself from the the, the main bulk of the of the darkness, and it seems to scurry, and it has the rough outline of of something rat-like. You can see crabbling, scrabbling little claws, and these silver luminescent eyes open up, and it's like staring into just a hole in reality. There's just nothing there in the outline of this creature, except for these two sort of luminescent eyes. All right, guys, make your introduction. This thing's about the size of a, of like a house cat. So to you guys, it's about the size of like a tiger or like a, uh, like, like a, like a, a mastiff or something like that. Greetings, resident of this land. <laughs> you see its eyes blink. <laughs> we come in peace. We do come in peace. Shit. We don't have an offering. Fuck. I bow. We could have given them the boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I disabled my Orkin Man outfit and put on our rat costume. I am not a pest control man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it kind of um, scrabbles over to the open bag of, of meal and starts nibbling. Ah, uh, yes, you too desire food. We have that in common. I'm going to cast... Uh... 
There's a spell that allows you to speak with animals. What's it called? Speak with animals. Speak with animals. <laughs> I don't think I have that one. <laughs> I don't think I have that spell. Yeah, I don't think you have it either. I think it's more of like a druid or a ranger thing. Does Dawn have it? Bards might be able to. I think I think Bards can get it. I, yeah. I didn't prepare it, though. Let's pretend you did prepare it. Yes. Let's pretend. It's hard. I can't imagine we would go on a diplomatic mission with to talk to some rats without someone having to speak to rats <laughs> spell. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to do speak with animals. All right. For this diplomacy mission. Okay. You cast speak with animals. What do you say? Greetings. Okay. Uh, that's about <laughs> it. Uh, it continues to gnaw at the, the food and it's ripping at the bag and like pulling it open. I'm trying to. Do you realize what's happening? It just looks around and starts eating some more. How do you feel about Martha? <laughs> Martha. At this point, it becomes apparent that it's it <laughs> it does it's not understanding you at all. Hmm. So maybe it's not an animal. Okay, so at least it's not rude, though. Then we can yeah. kill it and not feel bad. You guys, I can't speak with this thing. Well, that seems like a waste. It's not talking back. Maybe it's the silent treatment. No, I, I baited it pretty well. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Uh, let me do one more thing. Mm -hmm. One more little bard trick up my sleeve. <laughs> I'm going to try and do detect thoughts. Ah. I'm going to focus my mind on any creature I can see within 30 feet. If the creature you choose has an intelligence of three or lower or doesn't speak any language, the creature is unaffected. Go for it. Don just starts mm, honing in. All right. Is there any kind of a saving throw on my side? No. But if it doesn't speak any language or is dumb as hell. It doesn't work. Okay. It doesn't, like, you only feel a sense of, like, hunger. Like, you only get an emotional sort of, of feeling out of it. There's a, a bit of, like, a good, a healthy dose of, like, fear and hunger, and then that's it. There's no, like, really coalescing thoughts beyond that sort of, like, simple drive. You guys, I sense, I sense fear and hunger, <laughs> well, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not this thing is i don't know how we can communicate with this so at this at this point the shadow sort of sort of comes apart and there's you can see that it was like a huddle of these things and they sort of oh that's fucked they come apart and and swarm over the the bag of meal and start eating it um i'm glad i'm not made of cornmeal um everybody <laughs> uh take a perception check real quick uh that's a one. How are you always so bad at these? <laughs> well, I have a negative. Did, wait, did you just roll a natural one? No, I rolled a two. I did just roll a natural one. Oh, gosh. <sighs> I rolled an 11. I rolled an 11 as well. Cowboy Knight, save us. <laughs> Cowboy Knight perceives something. Cowboy Knight also rolled an eight total. So you guys are just standing around in basically a circle, just trying to, like, like scratching your heads and trying to deal with this situation. You're not really sure what you should do. Like, you've been tasked with coming down here and stomping rats for pay. Um, but at the same time, like, you feel like it's not the rat's fault for being hungry. Um, but at the same time, they're not normal rats. They're like these weird creatures. And they definitely aren't behaving or reflecting anything uh, natural. Well, I feel pretty good about this because we've got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they can hurt us. <laughs> Poison the cornmeal with drama. <laughs> Flambodram. Flambodram. <laughs> Flambodram. We're going to pour some Flambodram in the cornmeal. I'm going to go find Flambodram and try to juice him uh, into a get some of his blood. <laughs> get some of his beautiful juice. Um, uh, 
You know what? Let's just start killing these rats. I feel like we've done we've done the diplomacy thing. It didn't work out. Diplomacy has failed. It's time for war. Yeah. If I don't understand them, then I'm going to kill them. <laughs> okay. Zazzle yells, scatter! And then he uh, releases his enlarge-reduce spell on all of you. Okay. So everybody pops up to big size, and this startles the creatures who kind of uh, scurry back to the corners. At this point, when they scurry off, you realize that you hadn't been noticing that they've been chewing on your like your, the edges of your bathrobes and stuff like that. Wait, what? That was my favorite bathrobe. Even, even mine, Invisible Zazzle? Uh, except for not you, because they, they couldn't perceive you. Um, Good. but they, Good. they scurry back to the corners and kind of huddle there, um, uh, with this, with this change in dynamic. Um, so with, with that good, good arcana check I rolled on that good fire before, if I felt, if we blew the roof off this place, do we feel like we could get some good fire in here? Uh, not really, because it seems to come up, like, it seems to travel on the ground, but it doesn't go above, like, ankle level. So if we destroy the stone floor, still no good fire. Um, the floor, it's, it's hard to say, um... You don't really know exactly how the dynamics work of it yet. All right, but I've got a theory I can test. Destroy yeah. the floor! Okay. Um, so what are you guys going to use? Are you just going to start blasting the floor with spells and stuff? Or are you yeah, I just up? shoot eye lasers at it. Bogal has hands. Um, I like how Craig does not hesitate. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys, you guys start digging up the floor and blasting left and right. Technically, I have a shovel. Yeah, thunder wave for I'm me. I'm invisible, so I just stand back and watch. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, I don't think you'll need to roll for that. Like, you just blast into the floor up. So, yeah, wherever you guys hit the flagstones, um, the earth sort of, you know, explodes around. And after a few moments, little wisps of good fire start sort of creeping up. And the luminosity fills the room almost as much as uh, the the dancing lights that you had cast um, earlier. The creatures sort of continue to huddle further away from the 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 um into the into the corners um, and away from the violence and the explosions and the li- uh, eye lasers and the good fire. I'm really putting on a good show in the middle of this room. Does this seem excessive to anyone? <laughs> it's like a fucking light show at a rock concert. You guys are so into ripping up flagstones and breaking them that you kind of at some point didn't really notice but the creatures are gone it's bright enough in this room that you should be able to see all the corners but there's nothing there um mission accomplished job well done time to collect our rubies from the okay so you guys turn around and standing at the top of the stairs is tadrian um oh god damn and he's <laughs> he's wide-eyed he's and he's just like whoa guys that was pretty cool Pretty cool? <laughs> What's this kid's metric for cool? So you guys came down here and just started, like, blasting these things, huh? Yes. Wow. And you got them all? Well, we were looking yes. for little boys to all kill and eat down here. Well, I don't think you, I don't think that there are any. Um, Not, well, now there are. Oh. <laughs> have you seen all these barrels? Just look at how many homes you I have. I ate all the children out of these. I know, right? I mean, technically, they're not mine. Uh, the Smith family's gonna, are the Smith family's probably going to move back in here again. Um, not, not now they aren't. Not, not if we have anything. Bad foundational. The foundation's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, 
Uh, so can I, like, help you guys? Do what? What do you do, <laughs> Tadrian? How could you possibly help us? Well, <laughs> he points at his feet and he's wearing, like, these big oversized, like, adult boots. And he's like, well, uh, I don't have a lot, but the one thing that my family left me is my dad's boots. So I figure I can help you stomp these rats. Quick, steal his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Those are magical Those boots. Those look exactly my size, Tadrian, and they're mine now. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. These are, these are, you know, kind of the only thing I own besides my barrel and my clothes. The barrel's mine, too. <laughs> we robbed this child of his shoes. <laughs> uh, guys, when did, when did we turn evil? Like, I thought that was my thing. <laughs> Hey, this is just one of those extra-dimensional children. They don't count. Yeah. <laughs> I only I only support children from my own dimension. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about how about like a tryout though for Tadrian? Like maybe Tadrian can prove himself. Yes. I I cast a greater illusion mm-hmm. and make it seem like a thousand rats are swarming around Tadrian. <laughs> All right. Uh, cool. All right, he's gonna. All right, Tad, get the stomp and stomp him. So, okay, cool. So he makes a, he makes sort of like a morale check. You can see, like, as soon as the these illusory rats start like swarming up around, this fire ignites in his eyes, and he just crouches down and jumps all the way down uh, from the top of the stairs to the bottom, and <laughs> just starts stomping everywhere. Like he's just got this hot fury in his eyes as he's just shoulders back, elbows up, and he's just turns into a stomping machine. And were these real rats, I mean, it would just be a bloodbath. He's just stomping left and right until there's like nothing, until there's just nothing left. He's kicking, stomping. He like grabs one and like pile drives it into a barrel. And by the time it's like all over, you guys are just standing there aghast. Oh no, we left him. Oh okay, <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> so you just hear him just like cursing and stomping as like you guys. Yeah, we like... go call the Smith family over, and we're like, "Look what he's doing to your floors!" <laughs> <laughs> all right, <is> that... <laughs> all right. When you guys get out of the house, um, there is like a few people standing around, and Martha there is there too. Um, she's like. She sounds like quite a ruckus. What is going on in there? Have you did you get rid of the rats in there? Yeah, the rats are dead. But mm-hmm. here, here's my general thought. How about you just rip up the floorboards and let the good fire in, and that'll just prevent any rats from showing up. Yeah, it seems harmless. Is that? I mean, is that all you did? I mean, that's what yep. Tad, uh, Tad did. It. I mean, really? That was pretty cool. Tad. Uh, she sounds really like she's really taken aback and surprised. She's like, "Really, Tad just pulled up the f- the floor." A real go getter that one. Yep, Tad. He's a powerful child. Those boots. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Um. Okay. Well, I think he's earned that hut. He cleared out the rats. It's his now. No more barrel for Tad. Well, that Tad's hut. <laughs> she she says that that changes things. All right. Okay. Um. She starts giving orders. She says, "Go go try it out. Try the um." the other basements if it's that simple just let's go let's do this and a few um, villagers run off um in in to their own homes to start digging up their own uh, basements i'm going to carve <laughs> on the door of the hut that we just uh destroyed the floor of uh-huh. tad's hut 
Tad. Um, about that time, Tad comes up and uh, he sees uh, his name. On, Run! He sees, <laughs> sees his name there. And he's all out of breath. And he's like, geez, mistress, where'd you go? And Martha's like, Tad, I've, I've underestimated you, Tad. I can't tell you how proud we are of you. What? What a clever boy. I mean, who would have known? Just... Oh, yeah. From now on, if you have a monster scenario, send in Tad. Mm-hmm. Send in the boy. From now on, we will call you Rad. <laughs> Radrian. Rad Tad. I like that, good misters. Thanks. Uh, cool. So this is my house now? And Martha's like, yes, I th- think you've earned a place now that... If this works, I mean... Tell the Smiths to find somewhere (laughs) bigger than a barrel. They'll get the barrel now. Um, So, uh, like, a little bit later, um, as you guys are sort of, like, relating your encounter, uh, people start to come back up from their basements, and they're like, Hey, it works! It really actually works! Like, they... The rats are gone! Like, we didn't know that... We had no idea how averse they were to the the good fire. I mean... Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess... Thinking back, maybe that was the obvious solution. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> whatever. I mean, it works. So good. Great. Great. Excellent. And by this time, Flambeau Dren's back on the scene again, and he's twirling his, his uh, key around his finger. He's like, well, looks like my infinite wisdom has paid off. I knew this was the right plan. I said to myself, Flambeau Dren, you're a smart man. You'll know how to deal with this. And of course, I went and found just the right tool for the job. Thank you, gentlemen. Mm. Mm. I really want to beat the shit out of Flame Train. I want that fucking key. <laughs> Why he's complimenting us? And he's got a he's got a large bag in his hand, and it's <laughs> it's obviously full of jewels, and it's like actually like leaking <laughs> like shit. rubies out of the bottom of it. And he says. Also, the fact that he just, like, goes places and steals <laughs> jewels from somewhere. Says, well, I think you'll be wanting this, won't you? This, the key, yeah, we do want that. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you do, but that's uh, simply out of the question. And he... What's it, what's it, hey, what's it worth to you? Um, more than you have. He, he tosses you... <laughs> he tosses the uh, uh, bag of jewels to the closest of you, so... Um, Crag, Crag intercepts it. Crag, you've now had this <laughs> yeah. giant bag of jewels that is just leaking. Well, uh, I mean, that's pretty nice. Yep. All right. Well, thank you so much. I uh, sure you'll hear from us again sometime, someday, somewhere, whatever. Uh, nice to see you and um, farewell. And with that, he clicks a button on his ring, and you guys find yourself sitting back uh, or standing back in your hotel room okay what time does the clock say um you have just missed the magic show son of a bitch damn it just missed just missed it it's actually hard to say though because you were actually at this um off-site here for it really seemed like like a like a couple hours really Hmm. um but judging by the time of the day um, you look out the window and across the across the retirement community, the the magic show looks like it's just getting out. People are leaving the the building and and laughing. And I grab one of the old people. I'm like, "How was it? Tell me everything." <laughs> out the window, you're 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 yelling at him like Scrooge at the end of like a Christmas Carol, and they say, "It was the best one yet. It was so funny, such great magic. What a talented young magician." 
We cast sleep on someone. <laughs> Some young boy. All right, so you guys have a giant bag of jewels. Um, and the jewels on the floor. Margarita Bill walks into the room, and he's like, Hey, guys, where you been? You missed the magic show. It was... Oh, it was really good. Bill, it was really good. So, don't talk about. So you guys, next time Margarita Bill goes on the mission and we stay and watch the show. Yeah. Well, probably not. This was. I mean, I'm not going to miss the next one. This one was really good, guys. Um, all of a sudden, you guys are interrupted by your closet door opening again, and Flambodran. I swear to God, Flambodran jumps out. And he says, "Oh, gentlemen, I'm glad I have found you again. I um." Who would like to go on an adventure? Yes. Yeah, all right. What are we getting this time? Flamotran, uh, if it's another batch of rats, no, I'm out. Uh, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, it seems that the rats are no longer a problem. Uh, we've, you know, taken care of that. Uh, now we have uh, what I guess you would call uh, very large lion-sized creatures uh, who are eating the villagers. So if you wouldn't mind helping, I can get you all a lot more jewels. You know what that sounds like to me? That sounds like the the animals of that planet rising up and taking it back. Yeah. I say good for them. Margarita Bill can go. Yeah, Margarita Bill, he's all he's rested. Mar- he's ready. Margarita Bill, would you call yourself an, an adventurer? Margarita Bill is... is Taken, taken back. He's like, no, man, I'm more of a bartender, I guess. I'm kind of more of like a laid back sort of. You know what? I'm gonna go down to the bar. I'm gonna make a margarita. I'll see you guys. He turns around and he leaves. Oh my. Um. All right. With that, I think that we'll cut it there uh, for episode number one. And all right, with Margarita Bill going down to the bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tune in next time to find out what kind of margarita Margarita we'll Bill. See drinks. you later, Margarita Bill. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Battle Buddies. An episode where you get to have all of the Battle Buddies together battling and being buddies together. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us as the Dungeon Master for this campaign. Ryan is a great friend of ours, and he ran one of my favorite campaigns before we started doing the podcast. He's a very, very creative guy. The only reason he's not on the show is because he's one of those foolish weirdos who decided to have kids and is too busy to spend his time playing D&D all the time. Anyway, moving on. Also, thank you, Caitlin Conroy, for the theme song to the Battle Buddies. And thank you for joining us on all of our wild, weird, and fun adventures. And for also going to radbotproductions.com to check out our other content our art our that's it uh yeah keeping it simple keeping it short tune in next time for the next episode on april 1st see you then